The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are entrepreneurs that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They are creating businesses that really add value to others, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, Inspiration for the Entrepreneurial Mind with Chris Cooper. If you're looking for ways to develop your entrepreneurial spirit while you contribute to a better world, you'll want to stay tuned for the next hour. Now, here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi there, this is Chris Cooper and uh, good to be back again uh, this week. And uh, first, I'd just like to say a, um, a big thank you to Derek Arden for a great show last week on negotiation, which had some excellent feedback. So if you're doing any negotiation or you're doing any haggling, take a listen because Derek really talked through the process of doing a negotiation and some of the things to, uh, to listen out to. So certainly, if I do one, I shall be, uh, uh, be very careful to, uh, to, to follow that and use it as a refresher. So now this week, I have to be completely honest, it's been quite challenging. So forgive me if you find me in a very reflective place. Um, I've just uh, been to my, my grandmother's funeral this week and, and I also received some very sad news of, uh, uh, of uh, my grandmother's, uh, sorry, of, of a relative's uh, sad death as well. Rita was from the city of Leeds and she um, was uh, where my guest today resides and she was a wonderful and caring lady and she was struck down too early by cancer and I, I send my love and thoughts to Rita's close family and friends and of course to anyone listening who is going through a tough time right now. So I don't think a, um, a show on what is real success could come at a better time for me to be honest and with events this week I'm therefore thinking about it very carefully and because real success is a combination of things and it's so easy to not get the balance right. You know, is it about flashy cars and multiple homes and yachts? And I don't think it is. I think it's about how you live your life day to day and how people will ultimately, um, will ultimately uh, kind of think of you when you know, the inevitable one day happens. Understanding the principles involved, I think, are important. In the business world, for example, they're not all the behaviors you might see on a reality TV show like The Apprentice where there's you know, often a mismatch between the behaviors of people uh, choosing to adopt uh, those behaviors to win and what in today's show my guest Lee would term as the real success behaviors. We're therefore going to discuss what real success is based on significant research and I'm delighted to be doing this with um, author Lee Jackson, the speaker. Uh, Lee recently spoke at an event I was hosting and he did a fabulous speech on real success principles. And getting to know him since that event, I've been very inspired by the way he's chosen to lead his life. He describes himself as a speaker. But he isn't a celebrity speaker. He's never bungee jumped from the summit of Everest. <laughs> he doesn't have a world record. In fact, he doesn't even like, as he said to me, camping very much. Um, 
But as you might guess from that, he's a humble and down-to-earth guy. He's born in the northeast of England. He's now, as I mentioned, residing in Leeds in the United Kingdom. His content is life-changing, though. If people put into practice what he talks about, it makes a big difference to their lives and their workplaces. Lee from Leeds has years of experience. He's worked in a variety of environments, including prisons, schools, a cruise ship, organizations, and businesses. A lot of his work he's still with and about the world of young people. And he's probably the most experienced speaker in, in UK's schools and colleges. He's also the author of six books. He loves circuit training and playing and watching basketball. And he lives with his wife and his twin daughters. So, Lee Jackson, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Chris. It's absolutely brilliant to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're very welcome. So, so Lee, let's start today with uh, you know, your perspective on what you mean by real success. Yeah, well, as you can probably imagine, Chris, this is an absolutely massive subject. And it's all these things like, where do you actually start? Well, when I started researching this myself, um, the story came basically because I was working, I do a lot of work in schools as well as businesses. And schools were contacting me saying, can you come and do some stuff? in around success to help young people to achieve and reach their potential. So I started researching it because my clients were demanding it. And really, it, it was like a strange thing. I started looking into it, of course. It was a massive thing. Like, so, for instance, if you go on Amazon uh, and you type in success on Amazon or you know a big online retailer like that, and the last time I, I got 300,723 different results. So that means you'd have to read 300,723 different books by 300,720 different people. I mean, the, su- the subject is just massive. But really, when I did my research, it all came down for me to one quote that your American listeners will know very well from coach John Wooden, who I think died in 2011, who was the most successful basketball coach of all time. He was a college coach, an amazing guy. And uh, he lived to a ripe old age in his 90s and, and did lots of business conferences. And he has this wonderful quote, which for me is the nub of it. And he says that success is peace of mind. In knowing that you did your best to become the best that you are capable of becoming. That is it for me, Chris, in a nutshell. He doesn't say success is having a big car. Success is having a large house. He says uh, it's not about being famous. He says success is peace of mind, knowing that you did your best, which is just... Brilliant, and that 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 is it, right? Right for me, Chris. I think that's a really, really good, a great definition of it because it is, it is an emotion, isn't it? It's a, it's a feeling, and it's a quote that I, I really like. I can't remember who it's by, but it was really saying sort of the essence that, um, you know, you should be able to lead your life in a way that one day when you're older, you can look back on it and enjoy it all over again. And I guess that sort of kind of fits nicely with what you just said, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. And there's, there's another famous quote which which I love, which has been used by many many people over the years. And basically, it's that you know, on your deathbed, no one wished that they spent more time in the office. <laughs> which, which again, it's very challenging when we 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 all work for a living. So that's quite challenging. Um, it doesn't mean that I don't work. It's just it's just like that's really interesting that no one really said you know I wish I'd just I wish I'd just written one more report. I wish I'd just made one more sales call. It's not what it's about. It's your, your life, you know, for me, obviously, I believe that one of the key drivers for me is making a difference in what I do. And uh, that's one of my key things for success. But we can talk a bit more about that as the show goes on. 
Fantastic. So perhaps you could share with us, you know, where do people get it wrong when it comes to their beliefs and behaviors about success? Because there's a distinction here. We're talking about real success, aren't we? In the yeah, show. I think so. Which, of course, when we talk about real success, that can mean financially success as well. But, but, but I know of people who are financially successful, but their lives are in turmoil. And that their lives, I would say, were in a bit of a mess. And so I would say, you know, I don't want to emulate those people, particularly because I'd like some balance, really. And I think the fact is that it's difficult to keep that balance. Um, and I think, I think that's one of the big challenges. But I think the easy thing, we've mentioned the TV shows like The Apprentice that we have here in the UK, as well as the Donald Trump version that they have in the US. And often that's, that's entertainment TV. It's not, it's not business TV. I think when I first watched it, I thought, oh, this is a business program. But it's not really. It's an entertainment show. And I think that's quite helpful um, for us to remember. Um, but really, often that stuff is about you pushing yourself forward in order to actually uh, get beyond everybody else you know, at their expense. It's like stamping on people to climb the ladder. Um, you know, and, and that, for me, is just not something that I'm interested in. However, it's, it still does happen in some organizations don't you think oh yeah definitely yeah and sometimes there's some organizations i was involved in a project um where a very large uh, firm um i won't tell, tell you who they are a very large firm a uh, big employer in the in the uk came and asked for some advice from myself and other consultants about uh, retaining their graduates and basically what they the only thing that they understood was that they would try to pay them more and all of the graduates that we'd spoken to and the people who I knew that work for this big company um, actually said the reason they leave is because of the long hours. Mm-hmm. Because they're in at half six in the morning, they're leaving at eight o'clock at night, and that's happening five days a week. They're working at weekends. And for some people, their marriages were struggling. And, um, you know, it was a real, real struggle for them. And so, really, I, I, so I, when I spoke to this manager, I said, are you willing to do anything else apart from just pay them more money. And he basically said, well, kind of, uh, he didn't say no, but I could just tell on his face that he just didn't compute. He didn't understand that the hours the people worked, you know, was a problem for their business, really. So, so yeah, interesting. It does happen. If the culture is, is bad in a company or in a school, in fact, as well, in education, then it can, it can, it can, be, it can be difficult, yeah. I, I can remember once taking a, a job, it was, it was with a great company, but I, one of the things that influenced me was the fact that I was going to get a company car. And I can remember being at a, an event where there were some young people talking, and, uh, and a young person was asking a question you know, about, about companies. Who could she join that would help make her a better person? And mm. I thought, crikey, you know, how things have changed. You know, 20 years ago, uh, there was me being attracted by a company car, and now young people are asking, "Who can I go and work with that's going to make me a better person?" And I just think that's <laughs> a <laughs> yeah, it is actually. And um, in the next few months, I'm actually doing a certain uh, a survey with young people because I work with education and in business. I survey with young people to help them to to communicate with businesses to actually say what is it that they want from a business because really the, they've seen that finance alone is is just one part of the story and so people would want for instance like flexible working the ability to work from home still have targets still have goals but to have that flexibility of not going into an office for instance 
will be very attractive to this new generation that's coming into the workplace. Mm. Yeah. So, so what do you think then are, you know, some of the problems that you you see in people who've really not got, you know, the the real success principles buttoned down, where they may be getting it wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think I think everything everything comes from self esteem and identity. So I don't want to go into this too much, but everything comes from how you feel about yourself often. And um, you know, I do a lot of work around that. So if you really are, are trying to achieve because you don't feel like you're worth anything unless you do, then that's very challenging. And a lot of people work themselves to the ground because they basically feel that they have to do that. But if you, have, if you, know, that if you know your self-esteem and you know what your, your identity is, and if like using words like a calling, if you know what your calling is, you know what, what you really want to do, then, then that changes the way that you approach your work, I think. Because working at 400 miles an hour for 80 hours a week uh, for a period of years is not is not sustainable and uh, you know it just isn't possible I, I can I can remember something that was very significant for me was a realization I think we all seem to have a bit of a winning formula which can work for us and against us and I realized that my winning formula was about in, in my working career in, in companies was about a feeling that maybe I wasn't good enough and therefore I had to keep on proving myself. So I, I went through my working career proving myself and proving myself and proving myself and working harder and harder to prove myself and eventually I found myself in you know, very senior positions in companies but I got there and other things were out of balance and I actually didn't like it <laughs> that much. Right, uh, right. Um, but it did, it did work for me. But actually, trying to prove yourself all the time is pretty exhausting, and, and you can do things like working excessive hours and, and not, you know, not having all of the legs on your stool, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, we can unpack that a little, a little bit more, can't we? But I, th- I think um, at this stage, I, I, I want to encourage your listeners, I'm not saying you don't work hard or anything, but I'm saying you work hard for seasons. You know, the, the, it's, a, it's about a seasonal thing, and you know, we just cannot survive running at 400 miles an hour permanently, trying to prove ourselves the whole time. We have to find something that we love to do. And maybe, maybe that's the key, Chris, you know. I think you're right. I think there's a real difference there, isn't there, between proving yourself but also actually having a passion, which is maybe about adding value to others. Uh, and, you know, for me, mm. that's what motivates me now. I don't, I'm not trying to prove myself <laughs> anymore. I don't need to. Um, but it's a passion. It's about adding value to more people in more ways, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if, if you're doing something that you don't think is worthwhile or people don't think is worthwhile, then it's pretty empty at the end of the week, isn't it, really? Absolutely. Uh, and there's so many people get stuck in those sorts of jobs, isn't there, who are maybe doing something that they don't think is worthwhile. Yeah, and sometimes they don't feel, <laughs> uh, they, don't feel they can get anything else. I think that's one, of the, that's one of the sad things. They stay in those jobs because they feel they can't maybe... Uh, have a, have a, maybe there's no other option for them, which I think there's always options, I, even in a recession. I, I remember once. Have, have you have you come across the speaker Bob Proctor? All right, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I can yeah. remember seeing Bob speak, and he, he said that one of the the things that people find the most difficult in their life is the realization that actually they could have almost everything that they wanted if they put their mind to it. Hmm. Uh, and I guess a lot of self-doubt can hold you back. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, you, you can. Uh, was it someone? Maybe it was Bob Proctor that said it. You know, you can, you can achieve anything, or I think almost anything. You just can't achieve everything. <laughs> <laughs> that is the difference. That's not my quote. That's from another somebody else. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of true, isn't it? You know, we just can't do everything, and I think we all suffer from that, don't we? Absolutely. So that means we've got to be focused about what we want. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm bringing some help, I guess. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, help coaching and where we need. Yeah, that's definitely definitely a big part of the picture. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we're going to go over to a commercial break in a in a short moment, and we'll be back afterwards, and we'll talk about you know why this is important to you, Lee. Thank you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you are looking for creative ways to improve your bottom line, tune in to Make Your Move with Alan and Brian Bolio. Their proven track record of helping businesses enhance their profitability will provide the basis for a forum about actionable items based on a business person's perspective. The program will be business talk, but with an economic context, so you'll know how to stay ahead of the game. Make Your Move is broadcast live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you planned for your retirement yet? If you are a public sector employee, perhaps not. Studies have shown that employees of schools, educational institutions, governments, nonprofits, and public safety may lack the information they need to effectively prepare for retirement. For the answers you need, tune in to Lessons in Retirement, Retirement Planning for Public Sector Employees with host Jim Bishop, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. It's sure to pay off in your future. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and The Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of bemoreachievemore.com, and I'm delighted to have Lee Jackson talking to us about real success and what it is and how we can achieve it. So, you know, there's also, if, if you listen to a few of these shows, you might uh, realize I also like to ask the guest, you know, why their subject area is so important to them. Um, so, Lee, why is real, real success so important to you? Yeah, well, I think it all started, I think I mentioned a little bit earlier, it all started from education for me. Uh, my background's working with young people and people in all different backgrounds. And for me, it was always like, how can I help uh, the young people that I used to work with and the young people I work with now achieve the most that they can? 
And then, of course, I realise that all these principles are the same whether you're uh, a teenager or whether you're whether you're an adult. So for me, it was about making a difference actually in the education work that I did. That's where that's where the um, initial hit came from. And then since then, I've been working in businesses, speaking and helping people of all ages do this as well. So yeah. So for, but for me, it was definitely kind of how do I get the lights to go on in the sort of teenagers' brains? Really, I think <laughs> that's what it was about for me. <laughs> and, and and has um, has success been something that you know, through your life you've you've studied hard? You know, have you always had a fascination with it? Um, I think I've I've studied it hard for the last three and a half years, definitely, as that's become more part of my job, and and I really went for it. But I, I would say I've always studied people. I've always since forever. I've always been a people watcher, so I'm always wondering why do you know why why are they doing that and. You know what's what was making them tick. You know, and it kind of uh, drives my wife a bit mad, really. You know, but I'm, I'm I've always been that way inclined, Chris. I think. <laughs> so, so how then has you know, studying these principles impacted the way that you live your life now? Yeah, well, not not uh, well. It's 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 given me a framework and it's given me a language to understand um, what I do and how I can be successful at it. And how I can encourage other people to do that. So it is a, a nice framework for that, um, because the stuff that I try and deliver um, is um, is really uh, really down to earth, normal stuff. It's not it's not complicated, you know. And it's just real stuff that, that for me is, you know, as I say, uh, made my brain go ding. You know, <laughs> that's 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 the thing for me. You know, so like that, like the first thing that I talk about, for instance, is passion and how important passion is. And uh, we've already talked, you know, hopefully you'll, you'll hear that in my voice and we've already talked about that. And, and when we met and had a meal together, Chris, you know, I think, you know, I can hear you, that you're passionate about and hopefully you get to hear what I'm passionate about. And I think that's so important because when I go to workplaces um, and I see people who are not passionate, um, it, it really concerns me. <laughs> and, and I feel and I wonder why, why not, you know. And you notice those people who really are, don't you? They they stand out. Yeah, I was I was in a massive office, like you know, with all the different cubicles, um, in a, with a big public sector organisation uh, a few months ago, and I was walking through for a meeting, and uh, walked past these kind of endless cubicles, you know, in this really big uh, high rise place. Um, and as I went along, on the end of somebody's desk, there was a little sign which said professional cynic in residence and that, that was the sign on the end of their desk i couldn't believe it and uh, I, I thought, i'd like to go back there now and take a little photograph of it with my phone you know to prove to people but but this person you just think wow what a team member they must be eh it's a professional cynic in residence <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> your heart must sink when you get to their desk <laughs> yeah it was interesting actually that they were kind of that they were in the public sector as well here in the UK because sometimes you know I'm not having to go at my public sector colleagues but sometimes there's something about the public sector which can make people quite cynical and quite hard-hearted and lacking passion really uh, which I think is a real shame and, and it affects at the end of the day Chris it affects productivity doesn't it uh, absolutely I'm really you got me thinking now I was I was reading an article I think it was by Mac Kinsey, I think, um, in the last few days, which was uh, about a lot of research that had gone in, on into leadership. And it was really saying that, you know, a leader has to think, it's got two jobs. The first one is about business strategy and, you know, bringing in cash and that kind of thing. But the second one is about really, really engaging their people and making sure they're happy and bringing them with them. And, um, 
and it's so important, isn't it? And 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 I just got me thinking about uh, you know my wife's a, G, a general practitioner, a doctor, and the way that the government at the moment focus in on them, criticise them. It, they might be thinking about strategy, but they're certainly not engaging them uh, mm. and, and inspiring them. And, and as a consequence, there's a lot of a high level of stress in that industry at the moment. I think there was some research saying about you know, two thirds of GPs are you know very stressed at the minute. Um, that can't be good. No, certainly. I mean, uh, maybe the colleagues that are not in the UK won't understand this, but the the big news over here now is about the National Health Service and and about GPs, isn't it? So the, there is enormous pressure on them from every every angle, really, isn't there? Um, so yeah, that, that's that's just where we're at, I guess, with our financial climate and everything. That people are uh, demanding more, and but I think sometimes that the thing that kills um, people's passion is endless paperwork as well, Chris, I think. Mm. You know, um, I think when a leader is employed in a business, uh, whatever context, that they should have administrators that come along with them and are able to take off some of the paperwork because it's often people are passionate and you see when they do talks and presentations, you can see passion in people's eyes, but it's when they have to go back and write endless reports and endless, you know, health and safety, this and that, you know, that's the stuff that kills the passion, really. Um, I think I think we need to employ more administrators. I think you just uh, you just nailed a an important point there. I think I was thinking about. I used to buy for a company years ago. I used to buy all of the flour and cereals and maize um, right. for Europe. I used. To, I think I was at the the largest buying portfolio in of, of flour. Certainly, you were the cereal king. Yeah. yeah, I used to buy all of the McVitie's biscuits and KP snacks. I used to buy. But one of the reasons for leaving that job is I enjoyed going around to factories around Europe and negotiating deals and things like that. But the sapping thing was then going and putting all, all this information on the internal systems so that all the pricing and the details were right. I had no support to do it and <laughs> would get told off if uh, the detail wasn't right because it had a big consequence. And, you know, for me, I wasn't good at that. And uh, it, it was one, one inspiration for me to leave, I think. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I heard someone say uh, a few years ago that, you, that for every one leader that you employ in an organisation, you should employ three administrators. And I can, I, I, and it sounds outrageous, you know, but I can, I can understand where they're coming from. <laughs> I really can, you know, that you make people much more effective by giving them the backroom help, really, because um, you know the passion's where it's at. And if you allow someone to follow their passion in your business, that that will bring the cash flow in. And so it's one of these kind of things, you know, do you concentrate on cash flow or do you allow people the passion to bring the cash flow in? It's like a secondary, a secondary thing. You know, there's a DJ um, here in the UK called Chris Moyles, who's the Radio 1 DJ, which is the big station. So he's probably the biggest or the second biggest DJ in the country. And his autobiography says that if you um, basically, you know, do, do what you love and the money will follow you is his advice. And he started out in a little retail uh, shop called Top Shop uh, in Leeds, just a few, just a few miles away from where I'm sitting right now here in the UK. And so he was a DJ in a shop for uh, five hours a day, and now he's the Radio 1 DJ. And he says, don't worry about the money side. If you're passionate about what you do, the money will follow you. I think that's a great principle, and it fits very well with the theme of this show, actually. It's Indeed, a, yes. Be more cheap, more so. Perfect. That is. Uh, so let's, um, and let's ask you a question about values because I, a few weeks ago we had Joe Simpson and we talked about values. And I know that, you know, for example, making a difference is important to you. Um, how can 
as being a, va- a key value, how can businesses, from your perspective, make a bigger difference? You know, and potentially taking on board this, you know, some of the principles that we're going to talk about after the break. Mm. Well, I think I think people need to be aware. I think there's uh, in, in this country, for instance, there is corporate social responsibility, which is a massive thing um, that people do. CSR, as they call it over here, but often that CSR, that in itself, has become a paper exercise. It's about heart, and it's about basically at the end of the day, we have to be. I sound like a footballer then, didn't I? At the end of the day, but that's how the, that's how they talk <laughs> of it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to pr- be providing a service that people want and people will come back to. And if you're not serving other people, and you, but by by providing that kind of service, then people will just vote with their feet. It's as simple as that. So it's about connecting with with your customers, and in the best way that you can. And uh, that th- that in a nutshell is is what it's all about. And some people just don't do that. Um, I once, I, it, my friend told me a story just last week where he um, he went into um, a hospital, and uh, he stood at the reception. He had an appointment with the doctor, and he was stood at the reception. There was two receptionists there, and he was stood there, for instance, um, for three minutes, and they didn't even give him eye contact or say hello. And so he stood there for three minutes. After three minutes, he sort of, he asked, "Can you help me?" <laughs> and they just ignored him for three minutes. And sometimes I see that in the private, public, and involuntary sector. You know, people—you've got to put people first because your customers are are the, are the most important thing always. I, I guess the a lesson in that is making sure that the people that you put in front of people are people, people, <laughs> and and not. Yeah not internally focused because that is just so frustrating and same thing happens can happen at airports and things can't it if the staff are not yeah. focused around people and they're too busy doing what they're doing um it's not great at all in terms of customer service no that's it i mean i, I i'm not i'm not a customer service speaker that's not what i do but i think if i did it it would be the shortest talk that i've ever done and i would just say be nice smile more deliver a good service. Thank you. And I'll sit down again. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. We've got a, another sort of minute or two before we go into commercial break. And I think well, we should move on to these the real success principles. And we can talk about them in detail after the break. But I just wondered if you'd like to maybe list those and then we'll come back to them after the break. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first one we've talked about, which is passion. Uh, the second one is work hard. Uh, the third one is focus on the right thing at the right time. Pushing through ideas. Another one. Uh, get good, serve, which we talked a little bit about, and my final one is, which is one of my favourites, I think, which is keep on going. They're very, very simple, and they're based around a book by Richard St. John called Eight to Be Great, and uh, I'll, I'll explain a little bit more about that research after the break. Fantastic. Well, look forward to speaking to you in a, in a very few minutes. We'll be back, and we'll go into those different areas in in a, a bit more detail. Great stuff. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. 
What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. This is Chris Cooper of bemoreachievemore.com with my guest today, Lee Jackson. We're talking about real success and what it is and how we can achieve it. And just before the break, um, Lee mentioned some key real success principles. Uh, We talked about the first one. We started talking about it, passion, and the importance of being enthusiastic and passionate about what you do and following your passion. Uh, I think Lee also mentioned a quote there from a a radio DJ who really said, follow your passion passion and the money will follow um so lee i think your second principle was about working hard so let's understand working hard let's understand it as well in the concept of we talked earlier about uh, working too many hours in the office you know what what's working hard yeah well work hard is very simply um it's just the fact that you you know life isn't given to you on a plate you know that buying a lottery ticket of some sort is not a career choice as i tell the teenagers in school when i speak to them you know, when you get to 16, you can't. You buy a scratch card or a lottery. That that isn't a way of thinking about your future. Um, a friend of mine, the the the, the late uh, Clive Gott, used to say, "The cavalry is not coming." And sometimes you just have to work hard to get where you want to be. But of course, there's a difference between working hard and working smart. And uh, but then again, you you go back to passion and you think, well, if you're working hard but you love what you do, then it's kind of fun anyway. <laughs> so I was listening to James Corden, um, who was a very successful uh, actor here in the UK, and he, he says that he, you know, he, he never does a day of, day of work in his life, you know, because he just loves every minute of what he does, you know. And I, I completely understand that. But the reality of work hard is that, you know, put simply, if you wanted to have a meal, would you rather have a meal that someone has worked hard at, they've taken half a day to prepare, it's a beautiful meal, it tastes brilliant and has all the extras on it, or would you rather have a, you know, a noodle-based, a pot noodle kind of instant thing that you boil the kettle, you pour it in for one minute, and and that's all you get. Those are the two choices. I'd rather have the meal uh, that someone's worked hard on because I know it'll be a lot better. There's just no shortcuts, Chris. I think that's one of the ways of thinking it. And I think in in business, I think a lot of people sell 
they sell stuff, uh, even coaching programs and things, with the things of like, there's a secret to this, or there's a shortcut to this. And I think in reality, they, there just isn't any shortcuts. You've just got to put your work in over a period of years. It, and it's one step at a time, isn't it? Work, you work hard and you, you show up. <laughs> yes. Uh, and just keep... Uh, that's, I think it was Woody Allen, wasn't it, said that? That he was, uh, success is 80% just showing up, I think that was his quote, I think. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, I, which I've always liked, you know. <laughs> yes, I've got a friend of mine who quite regularly says, yep, yeah, when my numbers come up, uh, <sighs> referring to the lottery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have a fair enough. I mean, uh, I think the thing is about working hard, though, is it's, it is quite unfashionable to talk about it, especially with people uh, newer in the workplace. So if you've got people in their 20s, the idea of working hard is quite unfashionable because we've had, for the whole of their lifetime, they've had TV shows that have shown them that you can be instantly discovered, in inverted commas. And so if only someone will discover my talent, then I'll be a success. Um, so often people will say to me, I, I want to be famous. And I'll say, well, you know, it's younger people. And I'll say, well, what do you want to be famous for? Oh, I, I just want to be famous. Yeah. Because of that, that's the kind of culture that we've grown up on now. You know, I don't don't want to do any work for it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. The, that's that's one of the challenges, isn't it? Absolutely. So, it's. I think you're. You know, to, to be able to achieve big things, you have to get into action to receive them. Uh, so it's no good thinking about something, wanting to be famous, and uh, sitting there thinking about it. You've actually got to. Get out, um, get into action. I think what we're saying in this this program as well is, if you can follow a passion, something that you love doing, then then that's got to be a good thing, and you, you're going to be more energized. And actually, working hard is uh, like Lee described, and I think the same is for, is the same is for myself as well. I, you know, I, I work I work hard, but I love what I do, so it doesn't feel like work. It's a uh, it's a blurred line between uh, leisure and uh, and doing something <laughs> that adds value, yeah. really. Yeah, that's right, and, and especially if you run your own business like I do, you um, you're always selling whether you know it or not. I think that's one of the one of the little things, isn't it? That you even when you're on your day off, you bump into somebody, and someone might be interested in what you do. So there's no kind of time off unless I'm just with my family, completely on my own. There's always someone that I'll, that wants to chat, and maybe they want to use the services that I've got. You know, it happens all the time to me. Absolutely, yes. I met, <laughs> I met a number on at an engagement party on Saturday night, and it was quite amazing. <laughs> there was somebody I, I dreamed of one day interviewing, actually, um, somebody in America, and I just happened to meet his best friend on Saturday night, which I thought was quite ah. quite amazing, spooky. <laughs> well, there you go. You never know. You never know. So, so talk to me about focus then. Yeah, focus is a really interesting principle. Um, it's just about focusing on the right thing at the right time. So to put this into context, you don't have to be at work for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You don't have to be in a school situation for 52 weeks of the year. But what you, what's really useful is focusing when you need to focus. I think it was Zig Ziglar, the famous uh, motivational speaker, probably the top guy uh, that your American listeners will know very well. I think he said that you know if only people who were in the office would concentrate on the office and those who were at home concentrated on what was happening at home, uh, everyone would get on a lot better. You know, because <laughs> often we're we're not focusing on what we need to do, and I think email is a big problem. We get we, we become a slave to our inbox rather than focusing on what we need to do. Um, but also, it's just about literally having uninterrupted time. 
So if you have a if you have a, a block of four hours a week that's uninterrupted, you probably get done most of the things you need to get done that week. But by uninterrupted, I mean no phone, um, no instant messaging, no Skype, no Twitter. You know, just switch everything off and be uninterrupted for a period of time. So whether you're revising for an exam or doing a report or a proposal, these same principles occur. That basically, in silence, your brain works much better. And I guess while you've got that time, making sure you're using it well, because that, that's a sort of naughty bit of your brain, which, uh, which is always looking to get out of the escape hatch, isn't it? And <laughs> go and do something. Well, uh, there's, no, there's nothing more fascinating than daytime TV than when you don't want to do a certain job, isn't there? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Occasionally, even things like decorating the house seem attractive. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Yeah, you, you end up watching, doing random jobs and anything but doing the thing that you need to do. I think they call about eat, eating eating the frog, isn't it? I think they call it, yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I'm trying to think of that. Brian Tracy, isn't it? That's so, right. So, um, next one was push through. So, how do we push through? Yeah, well, push through is just realising that we all have obstacles to push through. In other words, we all have to do something. Um, we're not, it's not going to be an easy ride. We've all got challenges, and you've talked earlier, and very honestly, Chris, about some of the challenges that you've had this week in your life. And I've got my challenges, and every listener to this show has all got their challenges. I don't know what they are. So basically, we all have to push through obstacles to get there. You know, they had to. Um, I, I often tell the story of the moon landing and all the obstacles they had to push through there to actually land the thing on the moon because they, they flew 250,000 miles in three days to land Apollo 11 on the moon, but they missed it by a mile, and so they're running out of fuel. So they had to push through all these obstacles just to land this thing on the moon. But we, we see the video, or we watched it live if you're old enough, and it just looked like, oh, left a bit, right a bit, oh, and we've landed on the moon. It all seemed very calm. But actually, there was alarms going off. There was things happening all the time, which are going, don't do it, don't do it. And those are some of the things we pushed through, really. Some of the things we have to push through, they have to do it, and I think we have to every single day. And how, how frustrating must it be for those people who did land on the moon and went to all that effort for some cynics to say it was all staged in the studio? <laughs> Yes, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, Very yeah. frustrating. Oh, gosh, don't, don't go. Let's, let's not open that kind of worm, shall we, not Chris? I don't think it is. I think, you, I think you're absolutely right. We just don't realise how, how much went into that. And, and you're right. It's, it, when we do all have obs- obstacles, and we do have to get through and, and you know, do our best in every moment, really, when we're working, don't we? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I think it's important. And like I said, that these principles actually come from solid research as well, Chris. These aren't just random things that I've spoken to. The guy, uh, Richard St. John, who wrote this book, Eight to be Great, he actually interviewed 500 top achievers and uh, he asked the brilliant question, what have they got in common? So these principles are what I've taken with his permission and, and use, using the work that I do as well. So basically, these are, these are what, top, of cheese, top, what top, of cheese, top achievers have in common, which I think is a very powerful thing, rather than just random things that Lee, Lee thought of. You know? So all these achievers, uh, whether it was presidents of the United States, community faith leaders, business leaders, entertainment stars, they all said we all had obstacles that we had to push through. Fantastic. So we've got a couple of minutes left before we go to commercial break, but talk to me about ideas. Yeah, this is really simple. This is the fact that we all get ideas all the time, but successful people write them down before they fly away. So we should always carry a notebook with us, or if you've got a smartphone, just email yourself a note. So when you think, oh, I must ring that person, I must remember that for that presentation, I must remember that for that client, just write it down and then action it. 
because that makes all the difference. Because I'm sure you have, Chris, you've been in a position where you've, you've had a great idea and you thought, oh, I'll write that down later on. And of course, what happens? It disappears. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sometimes it comes back two weeks later, but sometimes it just doesn't at all. So if you've got an idea, write it down and then you can action it and make goals around it. I know Richard Branson's always written down, hasn't he? And, and I think what I heard that in his fire on Necker Island, I think he may even be the previous guest who was sharing it, but he's, you know, he's one, a really big loss for him from that was losing all of his notebooks. Been, yes, uh, he, was, he, was, he was really sad about that. But we need to be careful because what he actually said was, I am so glad that my family was safe. Absolutely. So he was quite happy for his notebooks to go in the context of his family and his mother and, and his, his, the rest of his family was safe including randomly um, a Hollywood star that was there, which I didn't realize. <laughs> was it Kate Winslet or something that was there, I think, at that fire? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. yeah it, it was, yeah. But yeah, that's a really, really important thing to say. Um, so let's talk very quickly then about getting good. Uh, getting good is, is really interesting. I think practice, you've heard the expression practice makes perfect. Well, of course, that's absolute rubbish. Practice doesn't make perfect, and perfect isn't what we're going for. So practice doesn't make perfect, but it is essential for success. In other words, if you are doing a talk and you want to present well to pitch, then don't just do it once. Get some feedback, do the talk again, and keep doing it. Whatever we do, we have to get good at what we do. And so it's just literally about doing things again and again. And the way, the way I've got to be what I think is a pretty good speaker is that I've done hundreds of talks now. It's as simple as that. Because you can't be a good speaker on your first talk. It just doesn't happen. So whatever we do, we must get good. And I, when I'm speaking in education, I'll tell young people, look, if you, if you get a D on a piece of work, if you get a D, you've got two choices. Your first choice is whatever, I'm walking away. Your second choice is, can I redo that and try and get a B? Mm. So all those principles of uh, being passionate about what you're doing, working hard, which you have to, uh, to improve that grade, having focus, pushing through the obstacles, um, ideas and getting good um, all help you move forward. So let's, let's finish those um, principles off after the break. And we're going to go to commercial break now and we'll be back in another minute or two. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Or listen on demand to our archived shows. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. 
You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. This is Chris Cooper with my guest, Lee Jackson. We're talking about real success, and uh, we'll just finish off with the, the last couple of principles uh, that are really important to success. So, so, Lee, tell us about serve. Yeah, serving is a really, really interesting one, and it's extremely unfashionable, probably more unfashionable than uh, working hard. We've mentioned it a little bit, but basically all these, all these top achievers actually uh, said that they – what they did is served other people, and we've mentioned it a little bit. So, in other words, uh, this guy Richard St. John interviewed Ben, you know, from Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Oh yeah. And Ben apparently is the guy who finds the new flavors. That's what he does. That's his ma- that's his main focus apparently. So, his you know he feels that Ben and Jerry's ice cream has been very successful because he served his customers by giving them the unusual flavors that they really wanted. So he's the guy that's brought cookie dough um, to the ice cream and fish food ice cream. And he brought all these flavors that you wouldn't think people want. But actually, but so from a business point of view, are you actually delivering what people want? So are you serving people? Because that's, that's one of the way to do it. In fact, in fact, even when you speak to some millionaires, some of them will say, I'll do my job for love and not for money because my job is about serving other people which is a really strange thing, and you'd never think they'd say that, but they, but they often did in, in this research. Yeah, that's powerful. So, so he's serving great ice cream then? Yeah, because and, and, <laughs> and, and, Ben and Joe is very random, isn't it? The flavors are extremely random, but people love it, you know. So, I, fair enough, you know. I'll tell you what, that, that's, uh, that fish food ice cream, it must be one of those that you kind of get out as a dare when all your friends are around <laughs> on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, that's it, with marshmallows and stuff in it, you know what I mean? But uh, I'm trying to lose some weight at the moment, so I'm trying to avoid ice cream, Chris, but uh, yeah, you've got me thinking now, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> but I think serving with people is quite interesting, because every I always try and do some stuff that isn't for profit, so I always try and do some stuff. I run my own business. But I try and do projects every year where I serve other people. And I think that's really useful. So for anybody in business who have a team of people uh, that work with them, why not allow them to serve the community in some way? So about three or four times a year, we go out with some skips. um, Not skipping ropes, skips that you put rubbish in or trash in, as the Americans would say. And we basically clean up a street. So we go with some young people and some youth workers from around Leeds and we clean up a street, and we do that a couple of times a year, and it's just brilliant. Just serving other people for no press release, uh, no no big photographs or anything. Uh, we just go and serve other people because I think as human beings, sometimes we're so self-focused that we don't actually serve others. That's a great example. What what if uh, what if um, you know people listening to this show actually went and uh, arranged to um, clean some streets? Yeah, Im- imagine uh, how, how how surprised would people be, and, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's how, right. Yeah. How much cleaner would the place be? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just about serving, you know, doing other things, you know, doing, you know, serving at a charity every now and again, volunteering some time, you know, that kind of thing. It's real basic stuff, and uh, yeah, there's a project in Leeds now that goes out called Street Angels, which goes out on the streets of Leeds on an evening when people are coming out of nightclubs and just help people get home safely. I was hearing, getting, starting to get involved a bit in that project, and it's a fantastic project. So basically, they help people get home safely 
and, and prevent crime just by giving them a hand to the taxi rank. I mean, how basic is that? But how brilliant is it, you know? Yeah, well, great idea. <laughs> great idea. Yeah, well, there you go. Have you got some ideas there? And, and so let's um, then talk about Keep On Going. This is a yeah, I, I, I love Keep On Going. It's simple. It's just, you call it persistence, but I, I, I use, try to use plainer words. But Keep On Going is just literally, sometimes success is just about putting one foot in front of the other, Chris. It's just about plodding on, about getting on. If anyone was to say to me, Lee, what's one of your, you know, what's one of your skills? I'd probably say that I'm a plodder. And that sounds very unexciting, but actually that's what I am. Sometimes I just keep going when other people back off and I plod on and I do it. And, you know, when I wrote my books and stuff, I've plodded on doing that, you know, through failure and feedback. And my favorite story, which just makes me laugh every time I tell it, um, is about Chath Sassoon, who's from Seoul in Korea. And she passed her written driving test in November 2009. And she took a written driving test 950 times, Chris. <laughs> so, so it's for 949 times, she paid her money, went in, took the written driving test, and what did they say to her? They said, you'd failed. But she went back, and the 950th time, she passed. And I just love that story. Sometimes you just got to keep on going, especially in a recession or when things aren't so well. Sometimes we've just got to keep plodding on. It's it's not exciting, but it's just basic stuff, Chris. I wonder if she was de- I wonder if she was delighted with that, or whether it was an anticlimax when she got there. <laughs> oh no, I've got, I've got a picture of her which I saw to show myself. And she, oh, she's absolutely delighted. In fact, uh, Hyundai, I think the car manufacturers loved the story so much that they gave her a car. Fantastic. <laughs> she's, a, she's a celebrity in Korea now. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, well, it almost uh, sounded like it became a bit of a reason to being if you do you know for being if you're doing it nine hundred forty yeah. well, times. Well, she she was a businesswoman. Yeah. And she needed a car to collect her stock. So basically she did it because she needed it for a business. Fantastic. Now we're, we've got about three minutes till we close now, but I just want to touch on one other thing before we go very quickly. You mentioned to me um, that Richard Branson example where you know, his, his most important thing was his family. And surely you know, relationships are important with other people. Mm. Definitely, yeah. I mean, they're not actually, it's not, I don't think it's a success principle, but for me it's one of my grounding things that... That actually, how we get on with other people is a massive, is a massive thing. And if we get on better with the people around us, we will become more successful. Because I think that we can actually, it's not about being perfect, Chris. It's just about if we can try and prioritize relationships, it means that we can actually get on better and find ways of getting rid of our past and moving on and, uh, you know, doing all that stuff. And I think, I think that's really important to get on with people as best we can. Fantastic. Now, is there anything that you would just like to, you know, a couple of things you'd like to leave people with? Uh, I'd love to leave them with my website address. I think <laughs> I'll give them that in a moment. <laughs> I, haven't really, I haven't really plugged them, that, but no, I'm, I'm joking. But I'd love to hear from people and see see what they thought of the show. But uh, but really, I I do want to encourage people to keep on going because I think there's so much doom and gloom out there. And if you watch the news, so much doom and gloom. I just want to encourage people that now is a really bad time to give up. Now is a bad time to give up. Just keep going, guys. Keep on going. Uh, they often say in these sorts of times there are you know even more opportunities when, yeah. when times are tough, don't they? And everybody's thinking, oh, I can't, you know, there's no jobs and things like this. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, it, people can do very very well out of a recession, and and many businesses are born when other ones fold. So keep looking for the opportunities. 
Absolutely, yeah. I think it was. I think it was Roosevelt that said, "Do what you can with what you have where you are." Yeah, Which I think so. I think it's a great quote. That was t- uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Ted Roosevelt did that. So amazing. So there you go. Fantastic. So those those principles again were passion, work hard, uh, keep focused, push through the obstacles. Yeah. Ideas and yep. get good. Also serve others. And just keep on going. And on going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and build great relationships while you're doing it. So I'd just like to say, you know, I've really enjoyed this program with you today, Lee. And thank you very much for being on the show. Well, thanks, Chris. It's been so good to invite. And, uh, you know, maybe it hasn't been as funny as it normally would. I, I, I'm quite a funny deliverer, but I think it's quite a serious subject in a way. So I do hope it hasn't been too intense for people, but uh, I hope they got a lot out of it. So. Well, I think I probably started that off by showing my, my cheery news from the week. Um, so, no, no, you're very honest. I appreciate that. Don't blame yourself. And um, uh, so that might have set the tone for today, but I know you are a very humorous uh, deliverer as well of, uh, of this material and other materials. So thanks very much for, for doing that. To find out more, if you want to, about uh, Lee, you can go to www.leejackson.org. Now, next week we should have uh, a funny show because um, we've got... Um, a guy on the uh, program called John Hatalka is my guest. And John is often called the laughter dinner speaker because he, he speaks um, uh, at after dinner events. And um, he's somebody that, uh, like Lee, he's somebody that when you talk to others, they say, you know, he's a really great guy, isn't he? And everybody, he's, he's, a, he's a good friend of mine, brilliant guy, brilliant guy. He's a lovely guy, isn't he? And, he, and he, he combines his business and personal development thinking with comedy and also magic. And, and I've seen him wow international audiences. Have you seen him, Lee? Oh, yes, loads of times. I did a gig with him a couple of weeks ago. He's, he's, he's brilliant. So... So we'll look forward to that next week. If you've got any questions or feedback, please do send them to info at bemoreachievemore.com or leave them on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash bemoreachievemore. Uh, for more information uh, about Be More Achieve More and future shows, go to bemoreachievemore.com. If you want to subscribe to my newsletter, I'll keep you posted with the shows and that sort of thing. Um, thank you very much again, Lee. It's uh, been wonderful talking to you. Um, have a, a great week and have a great week, everybody else. And I look forward to speaking to you again next week. We thank you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your week.